Welcome to another Tyrius Cast. I'm Kevin Crewell, and today I'm with our senior analyst, Simon Salatko, who covers virtual and augmented reality and has a keen interest in the intersection of these technologies with the cloud and 5G wireless. Hi, Simon. Everyone is talking about the new Magic Leap development vehicle. What's your evaluation? Sure. So, you know, I think that Magic Leap just proved definitively that augmented reality needs cloud compute. Now they have put together a state-of-the-art augmented reality system. And you could argue about the relative state of their technology relative to say Microsoft and others, Meta, people who've been in the space for a while. It's really hard to put together a fully integrated device. They've also created this HipSide compute unit, which uses the NVIDIA Parker SOC. This is the, a state-of-the-art high-performance SOC you can think of it as a Nintendo Switch on steroids. It's a next-generation ARM-based uh, processor strapped to a high-performance NVIDIA graphics engine, features about 256 CUDA cores, delivers about 0.7 teraflops of performance. So this is a very high-performance processor. Having said that, mobile augmented reality wants lots of pixels. It wants two sets of those for stereoscopic display. It wants high frame rates, and it wants a really wide field of view. And as you project into the future, these SOCs may deliver twice the performance, twice the graphics performance they deliver today in four to five years. The challenges is augmented reality. If you look at the, the desired field of view, desired resolutions, desired frame rates, wants far more compute than that. Today, you know, a state-of-the-art PC gaming GPU, you know, just using a rough, a rough number uses about 12 teraflops or has about 12 teraflops of performance. It can consume 250 watts. It's got a massive power budget to deliver a high amount of compute. The Magic Leap HipSide device does not have those advantages. And yet augmented reality and its close cousin virtual reality, they want all of that performance. And so when you look at the design of the Magic Leap 1, you see it's already designed as a tethered device. The compute is not integrated into the headset. Some people have critiqued it for that design, but I actually think that's very forward-looking because in the future, instead of plugging into a HipSide compute unit, which is itself a high-performance compute unit, you could have a very thin compute unit and do the computation and the rendering and the video encoding necessary to stream those experiences in the cloud and then rely on your local device only for sensors and displays. You've got to get rid of latency and you have to optimize for cloud-based delivery, but 5G has the promise to get us close to those benchmarks that will enable cloud-based rendering of these experiences. But Magic Leap is architected in terms of the physical architecture for that future. Um, and I suspect they, and increasingly everyone else knows that augmented and virtual reality want a huge amount of performance and it may be that mobile processors do not deliver on that expectation, and therefore we will rely in the future on the cloud. Yeah, that's a very good analysis because even the standard PC tethered VR headsets are moving to a wireless solutions as well. You've been working on some white papers that explore 
cloud rendering and a high performance and low latency codecs, have you not? Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of my recent work has been, you know, this forward-looking state. I think that there are people who are looking at display technology and compute for VR headsets. My headspace is really in that next generation. What happens when we have the compute dissociated from the headset? How do we get the bits from the cloud or even a local PC to the headset? And what kind of experience can that deliver? And this was really born out of a close analysis of the performance capabilities of mobile and cloud-based SOCs. And again, what we see is the cloud is getting fast, the GPUs are astoundingly performant, and mobile GPUs have reached a level of maturity such that in the future, they're really going to have to track Moore's Law. And right now, if you have a 15-watt hip-side device, you really can't run that at much more power without adding much larger batteries, active cooling, more weight. And those things really point to having to stay in that kind of power and form factor envelope. And when you're stuck in that box, it is too confining relative to the performance demands of augmented and virtual reality. Now, that's not to say that these early VR solutions aren't interesting and very useful precursors in development vehicles. Indeed, they are critical. But it's just saying when you think about the limitations of the Magic Leap device or its compute performance, don't think about being capped at that performance level and in that form factor, because in the future, we all know we're going to have to move beyond that into the cloud, into a high performance a local compute to really deliver on the augmented and virtual reality experience. And that's the easy way that we'll get, you know, a 20 to 50x performance improvement over what a mobile SOC and today's designs can accomplish. Imagine a very thin and light device that's able to deliver, you know, desktop-like performance. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I just got back from SIGGRAPH, the yearly graphics conference, technology conference, and I've talked to a number of people about this, this problem, and what a lot of people are looking into is going to be a hybrid rendering situation where most of the work is done in the cloud, and in the short term, maybe a desktop PC, then compressed and streamed and then decompressed or on the headset, or maybe you split the rendering, part of it is rendered on the cloud and part of it is final rendering is done in the uh, headset, but definitely the problem with the headset is that you can't put a lot of power into it and you can't put a lot of heat into it, so you can't put a 200 watt GPU in a, in a headset for sure. Definitely uh, there's going to be a lot of exploration and in addition, you know, we've, Magic Leap is getting a lot of attention because of all the money that's been put into Magic Leap, but in addition there are other exploration, other vehicles of exploration, a lot of research going on into head mounted displays and optics and improving those over time. So uh, we're all still in the very, very early stages of augmented reality and, and where we can go with this. And so I expect to see more research. And right now the focus has been on Magic Leap, but I would certainly expect to see more companies uh, get into the business over time. There are a lot of Skunkworks projects, and many of them are public Skunkwork projects. I mean, Microsoft has spent uh, a huge amount of resources developing a fabulous computer vision SOC instead of IP, which today are inside of HoloLens. HoloLens hasn't seen a refresh in several years. Just imagine the potential for next generation HoloLens and the improvements that could have been made 
in the, in the SOC for computer vision. That dedicated SOC is a huge advantage. And certainly it's critical, even in this future cloud model, you still need to be able to take the input locally. Ideally, you want to know where the eye is looking. You want to know your orientation relative to the room. You'd love to know your absolute position in real space, all of which to create the context and interactivity necessary to make augmented reality super engaging. And you can also bet Google is totally on this. And of course, Apple, which has been the silent player in this market, save through their extremely visible and, and prominent acquisitions of companies like Matayo. So there is a lot that is incubating. And I think that these companies are taking a very long view. Magic Leap has cut to the chase and been brave and put out a product. I think in, in many ways faster than people expected. I think people expected more waiting around and now they've got a real piece of hardware to beat on. And I think it does demonstrate some of the challenges ahead for augmented reality. But I think the big players all realize in this, what is now a AAA game, this is a long game. It's a big game and it's ultimately worth a huge amount of money to be able to augment people's perception and provide real-time information based on that. 5G is coming in as the low latency network solution that can be ubiquitous. And 5G will be the first vehicle where we see game streaming and ARVR streaming services come into existence. Yep, I agree. That's, you know, 2020 timeframe where we should see some interesting developments going on here. It is a long game. Well, on that note, I think we should uh, wrap this Tirius cast. Tirius Research is a market research and advisory firm that provides custom research and advice to the entire high-tech ecosystem from sensors to the cloud. It includes market sizing, product and company competitive analysis, mergers and acquisition evaluations, product and corporate strategy planning, and market strategies. For more information about Tirius Research, please visit our website at www.tiriasresearch.com or contact one of our analysts. Also, keep up with us on social media, uh, Tiris Research, and I'm at Crewell, uh, K-R-E-W-E-L-L, on Twitter. Simon, how do people connect with you? You know, my last name is the ubiquitous handle. I'm Solo TKO Salotko on Twitter, and of course, um, I have a lot of content, and you can read everything I've written and download my white papers uh, through links on our website at tiriusresearch.com forward slash ARVR. Thanks again, Kevin. And thank you for listening to another Tyrius cast. Mm-hmm.